Welcome, gamers, to another episode of BGBG the podcast. I'm Logan. This is my fantastic co host, Ryan. That's me. And Brandon. Hello. Uh, today, your favorite gaming tr- trio are embarking on a journey through time, highlighting popular board games and tropes throughout history. All righty. But first, I want to highlight a board game. Well, more so a board game category. Um, that's been growing in popularity lately, and that being um, escape room games. Um, you have like the Exit series, uh, Unlock games. There's the Escape Room, the game, so cleverly named. Uh, and you have like um, Box One by Neil Patrick Harris. Um, all of these are very heavily like puzzle based, like ciphers, cryptics, you know, different right. things. Uh, but they do all follow some sort of, of story or at least a continuous thematic element throughout. Um, they're usually like 15 to 30 bucks. Sometimes you get like three experiences in one game. Uh, I know the exit games are one-time playthroughs because you physically alter and rip pieces. Um, but like the unlock games in box one is replayable. Right. So you can just have, um, I don't know if you were there for us with us, Ryan. We, Jamie had one of these, didn't he? I never got. To okay. 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 So we I've gotten to try. I think it was exit. It was like the air. You're like you're on an did airplane. You, did you rip any pieces? I don't remember. It's been a very long time ago. But I do remember. Um, you were like there was certain like you had you were timed how long you had to like figure yep. the things out. And there's usually a companion app for a lot of them. Yes, yeah. Well, there was a companion app for this one. I remember there being a plane on the the box. That's it, this is at least like two no more than two years ago now. So were you on a plane? Or? So from what I gather is like there was like a plane crash okay. is what I what okay. I understood. It sounds like an exit type. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, it was a very. Yeah. I'm thinking it might have been like five years ago. Yeah, now it's my, like oh. my favorite's Unlock, and there's a board game series of okay. Unlock games. Um, you can play through one of Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, and ooh, Arkham Horror, Asylum, Mansion of Madness. One of those one kind of, of those one of the Mansion Cthulhu. Of I don't so remember. Good. I think it's Mansion of Madness, Madness actually. So but uh, yeah. so it's three board game themed escape. Right. Uh, which also leads me to beg the question, are these even really board games? I mean, they don't have a board, but I don't know if a board is a requirement for board games. There are plenty of board games without boards. So I have a, a strong opinion on that so i will go last i'll let you guys speak it out first okay i think they're games i wouldn't call them board games right they well it's kind of in that same thing like you wouldn't say uno's a board game right it's a card game true but it's still like it's card still a game is, i'd argue card game is a subtitle right is it, board game. it's that weird thing so it's like it's it's that weird like it sort of fits but not quite mm-hmm. like it's its own thing so are you saying board games as a definition of entertainment i would say people don't say tabletop games anymore they say they board say games. board games so, so you're i just, would say interchangeably um it would be tabletop games as the umbrella category People just refer to that uh, as on board games. Okay, okay, I get you. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I would say oh, I'd consider them board games. I would not consider the exit ones board games because they're only playable once. And I think a key point of any tabletop is game is to some form of replayability. Yeah. So I think that, so. The way I was categorizing it in my head is that they are an emulation of an experience. Okay. And yeah. that that experience can be emulated in the form of a board game, depending on how they develop it. Um, when you look at an escape room, you have a goal in mind, and it's about the puzzles and the experiences along the way, right. the jokes, the struggles, 
Um, if you experience an escape room in person, if you ever had the joy to do so, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 bucks a person, but so worth they're, it. They're so fun. Yeah, it's kind of like buying a video game or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to go in and you're going to have fun with your friends and you're going to call it a night and maybe you get 30 minutes, I would say. It's Usually a good you have an hour to leave. I feel like you don't take the whole hour. Well, you haven't done some of the hard ones. Maybe I'm just dumb. <laughs> um, some, some of them take a good good 58 minutes. <laughs> um, so, but you're getting that experience in. So yeah, I yeah. view it as, I'm not sure I would classify escape room games necessarily as a board game. Um, I think escape rooms experiences that happen to be oriented around a board game. Like, presentation right so like if you have cards if you're laying them out um you know if you've got tiles you're having to navigate Mm -hmm. and stuff like that then yeah i'd say it can be a board game uh i wouldn't say escape rooms themselves would classify as a board game okay um there is like i said i've played a lot of the unlock games and the mansion of madness one um i think fits how you're loosely defining board games you flip cards as tiles for rooms in the mansion right to explore you find numbers that correlate to other cards to reveal more things. So it's kind of like a oh, tile exploration. Game. Right. And so I, the way I view that is that you're experiencing the same idea of exploring mm-hmm. a room, exploring an environment, um, but it's shown in the medium of a board game. Right. Right. So that one would be a board game, um, but you could also have an escape room that's like a haunted house during Halloween time, mm-hmm. right? Where it's an actual house that has been renovated to do this one particular right. thing and it's reset every time a new group goes in um so then i think it's just it can be used within the board game medium okay so some so you're are you arguing that some escape games are board games some are just presented in the board game format and some just aren't yeah i'd say that's so it is it's kind of case by case basis how it fits i I, I think that it can be done tastefully within a board game environment Mm -hmm. i think the ones that you see at your local stores your local chain stores of any brand um will have a great selection that i think Mm, is worth right um especially if you don't have a escape room area to do physically right um and some of the games can be replayed like you were saying Mm -hmm. as opposed to going to an escape room you don't get like a ticket that you hand off to someone else and say oh you also go get to go well it's also that thing of like uh, because you said like it's 15 to 30 per deal whereas like uh escape room is 25 per person yeah it depends on the room yeah so it's like you know what hey we you know we want to have this experience but you know the group can't like get together and like not 25 it's like well you know what we'll just buy this play it on a board game night before or you know on a game night before you know we do whatever or at the end of the night and let's everybody experience it you know I mean, my, my distaste towards the exit games is because they're not replayable. You right. usually physically rip pieces of the puzzle to right. arrange it in some way to to solve it. Um, so that's why I don't like them. One of my friends does, they buy them and just photocopy everything, and then they play with the photocopy. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it's applicable in almost all the games. There are a couple where you need the specific material. Um, I because see. Because that is a contributing factor in some way. But that even in itself is trying to simulate the that's close one time use so an escape yes yeah, it's, it's, it's different varying degrees yeah. right so you go from one time experience you had to be there to know it 
it's going to be an inside joke kind of mentality. Yeah. Right. Then you go into this next layer where it's an at home. You don't have to drive. You don't have to find a place. Possibly even cheaper, depending on when what I'd price you can that's get. The unlock on. games, right there. Yeah, right. And, well, the escape, uh, the exit games. The ones that you're saying are one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're starting to get down into that layer where it's like replayable, more of a, more of a board game. Right. It's it, it doesn't just jump from there to home. Okay. It's got little layers in between. So it just depends on like where exactly, like how it's presenting and how it does the mechanics of the idea. Well, now that we've talked about a current game genre. Let's take the time to go back and talk about the tropes in games from the past. Man, <laughs> games have been around for a so long. Like, yeah, for a very, very long time. I'm, I'm, I was looking up like the big names and like developments in game genres throughout history, and uh, I ended up having to sum up everything before the 1700s as ancient, ancient. times. <laughs> it's just like, all right, you know what? You all get lumped in here because there's so yeah. much. I mean, like we have Sinet, one of, one of the first board games mm -hmm. in China or Egypt. Uh, it's Egyptian. Egypt, yeah. That makes um, sense. And that is millennia before chess. Yeah. It's, and chess is old. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like uh, Sinet's 3500 BC mm -hmm. to 3100 BC. You know, three. Um, where were we looking for chess? It's from where? Uh, chess is at 14, 14, 1475 is the uh, like the oldest recording I could find. Okay. That's still so really old. Sinet is older. older. And there's think, games in between that. And oh, yeah. Do you think chess itself was in its original rule set this entire time? Or do you think stuff kind of evolved? Oh, it, uh, I think stuff kind of evolved as we went along. I, I definitely don't think it's. So when do you think the game got cemented into being? We cannot touch this. It's at its best. Leave it alone. When did Queen's Gambit come out? <laughs> uh, well, so the first like official chess tournament, like, you know, like Grandmaster kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Was it oh, was it in the 1700s or the 1800s? I, I, 18, I, I, I was looking. There's so much stuff uh chess is just long yeah yeah so i would assume like probably around so then cemented in its ways i couldn't mm -hmm. imagine it changed much like what it would even look like. i mean even if you look at like viking chess and stuff very similar boards yeah very similar yeah. piece and hierarchy structures mm -hmm. very similar move sets like yeah maybe the knight and bishop move slightly differently or their roles might be switched but like it's, it's all in all uh my mom for Christmas, my mom bought me a chess set that was based off the oldest chess set. Like they had like complete chess that they found. It was called the Isle of Lewis. Okay. And it was off of, it was like, I want to say it was off the coast of like Britain and they dated back to like the 15 somethings, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, and it, it's pretty much the same as, you know, modern chess. So I don't, I don't know, of course, how much they change it just to present it as modern chess. But yeah, so, so ancient times are uh, general category. category. Yeah. Uh, all, all the games were fairly um, abstract strategy. Right. Not right. abstract Piece, in the strategy. Simple pieces. Yeah, like abstract yep. in game board and pieces and then strategy. Uh, you right here something funny. You know, like race games like Parcheesi and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are apparently really old too. Yeah. There's an Egyptian one called like Hounds and Jackals from 2000 BC. And it's like that kind of game has been around that long is kind of but it I makes for sense as long as we've been up and running we've been wanting to beat each other <laughs> yeah yeah right i think that's just a somebody joke. has to win <laughs> yeah if you can make it competitive it's existed uh checkers is like three thousand years yeah, old and for versions of yeah backgammon othello the, the asian version of othello as well yeah a different name wouldn't that be five thousand years old three thousand you are correct it was three thousand bc so it's like five thousand <laughs> Uh, you have Mancala and its various rule sets and versions. Right. I love it. Um, 
it's a it's a simple fun Where's game. Where's that one from? I think it's Asia and Africa, like that area. Yeah, I, I see that area. Those are very different areas. Yeah. On that side of the world, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not all, American. It's, that's it's, for sure. it's over there. So <laughs> very American way of thinking. I'll, 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 I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, I want to say it's African. Talking. But that might just be completely wrong. Yeah, that might was, be a trope. I think it was one of those simultaneous, like, it's like a simple concept. Like multiple people came up with the idea and they went, oh, we play that. Yeah. Uh, or something similar. similar right. Um, East Africa. Yep. Okay. Uh, 700 AD. Um, not that old in retrospect to the other <laughs> stuff. Still severely old, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's only like a thousand. Years old. <laughs> That's only a thousand. Well, the last one you just said was like five thousand. This is fair. What do you mean? <laughs> this is I, fair. Uh, okay, I agree with Logan. The ancient is a broad category. <laughs> well, and, and, but all the games in it are fairly similar, like right. checkers. There, it's the Iron Age, problem, yeah. Right? Yep. Where it's uh, like everything was kind of the same. Yeah, we learned different. You could carve it out of wood or play it on the ground, right? In some sense. And then there was at some point there was just a a boom, <laughs> right? A boom. Yes, a boom. Uh, and everything primarily, changed. I would argue, um, in the late 1800s. Yeah, is is when I'd say the big development. Well, it it's uh, it lays a lot of the groundwork for later genres, because I know we'll talk about it later. But war games get started in the early 18th century. Not 18th century. I'm sorry, early 1800s. Mm. Uh, militaries would use them to train officers. Mm. That makes and, sense. and then, but of course, these games were not for the for the public, right? This wasn't right. for public. And then, then later Isn't on, of course, how technology does that? Yep. It'll be in for some the, military yep. Center yep. for royalty. And yep. Then and then it's like, oh down. yeah, like <laughs> oh, we're d- I I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> anymore. The okay, the peasants can have it now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what exactly started happening about then that made you think that that's the distinctive turning point? Uh, of of mine. Yeah, yeah. you were saying like about. Is this 1800s. is the yeah yeah so I'd say say later eighteen hundreds early nineteen hundreds I'd say is the big gain in popularity of uh, board games and that's with the creation of the roll and move game combining dice and a game board the iconic things needed for what you right think these of a board when game. people think a board game this yeah. is what you know um, you're little... because though the original games that did roll and move were economic or like life simulations with right games like the game of life park and shop yep. monopoly. Um, big names in games that to this day we still know. Um, so I'd argue that is why I'd say that is kind of uh, the boom. Yeah, it's that very uh, well, it's where it's like that's like the start, like mm-hmm. the next step. You know, it's like okay, yeah. now we're starting to generate these it's, ideas. It was games where like kids could play adult. Um, the game of life. You doesn't, get to pretend to be an adult. Doesn't Scrabble come out about that time? It was like nineteen twenty ish. Oh, I can't spell. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to. I'll, I'll look this up too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about. It's that. another one of those games my mom is crazily good at. That's annoying. It's like, come on, let me no, win I, one. I did not expel. Uh, what? Nineteen thirty. You did expel. Ni- Nineteen thirty-eight. Nineteen thirty-eight. Okay, so yeah, so it's like um, fitting that era. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so board games start coming out, and then um, they're definitely more like the big ones that started mm-hmm. like life simulation. You get to play adult. Right. I mean, kids do that with imagination. Now they do it with dice and uh, money. And they get to think a little harder. And uh, this is the consequences. This is the era. Decisions. This is the era, too, where War Games is another little step up. Yep. There's a Little Wars, which was made by H.G. Wells, fun, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was made so he could play with the, his son's toy soldiers as a war game, basically. It's so, yet again, like you said, it's this era 
seeded a lot of the future mm-hmm. games. Uh, same with that era. We got games like a little after a little, but Risk. Yeah, Risk. Uh, nineteen fifty-seven is. I feel like um, Risk is like a a virus of households. Everyone has a game of Risk. <laughs> eventually. Yep. Dads love it for some reason. I mean, I have I, three copies, <laughs> and one of them I don't even think has pieces anymore. Yep. It's just a And box. one of them is completely sealed. One of them I actually opened, and we did not play the whole game through because everyone started moving. Yeah. It's a long game. Yeah. Well, I've, I remember we played a Risk game of Risk once. Mm-hmm. It went so long. My mom went to bed. My brother went to bed. Tyler's sister was so tired. She just like found a couch. Tyler's sister paid attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She found a couch, went to sleep. And then Tyler and I just played to like almost two in the morning. (laughs) Uh, I won. I finally was able to force him all the way into Australia and just assaulted that until he was out of sight. Left him with the dingoes. (laughs) And left him with the dingoes. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's kind of the plan. It took so long, though. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the same time, I had the. Considered a rival to Risk, Stratego. Yeah, uh, uh, and also Battleship. Yeah, oh, Battleship. I love Battleship as a concept. Battleships. The idea. It's that. It's a deduction game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of my favorite genres to also collect. A complete RNG game. You can just guess and win. Well, that's kind of like the deduction, right? Like Clue mm-hmm. is a deduction. Yeah. Um, think of things like Guess Who, mm-hmm. right? Oh that yeah, deduction yeah. kind of feel of like there's strategy to it, right? There's definitely metagaming. But like you said, you could just play. Yeah. You kind of just figure it out. Uh, I, I found a version called uh, Risk – or not Risk, sorry. <laughs> there's, risk. there's Risk in Outer Space. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, risk has been risk so many times. It's, it's the monopoly of the – Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, but it's Battleship in space. And it is just Battleship in Outer Space. So you could do the in space. Uh, what oh, they, I think you showed me. This. I did. I showed you. I found it for like five bucks at Goodwill yet again. Let's go. Oh, Goodwill. Calling back to a previous Yes, I was going to say. Goodwill. Um, but instead of your usual like two-dimensional grid – it gives you three layers and then they have to complicated. Yeah. So then what, instead of calling like a one, like they go, I call section one row a and they hit everything in that row. Cause you're in space instead of like pinpointing, you're just Penetrate. launching, you know, uh, it's fun. I liked it. It's definitely it's confusing. It's, <laughs> it looks confusing. And when you play it, you're like, okay, cool. It just risks. Okay, so that's the or kids battleship. playing adults. You know, when do kids start getting games that are meant for, kids to enjoy oh that is a good question yeah because all these are like like mom and dad have to pay the rent (laughs) (laughs) so so when are the kids actually getting experiences they're hand tutored to them uh that's gonna be the 1980s uh around then like give or take so the consumerism kind of area uh, that's when the boom of educational games started with things like carmen san diego teaching kids geography right uh trivial pursuit straight up trivia and the slew of question and like are you smarter than a fifth grader style games that followed suit right that would become the um i haven't seen that show in so long yeah (laughs) i think i Um, had that board game yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like they had like, like the different cool, colored yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that, like that a, a board game. just like unlocked a core <laughs> memory. If in my you brain. still want to play it, Jamie has it. Why does Jamie have it? Don't know. He doesn't even have any. See, I, have, have, I have a yeah. copy, um, but it's in like a big lunchbox looking tin. 
Why? I don't know. Why, do you, why don't you take care of your games? So, no, it's, it's, it's what it came in. So, oh, okay. so fun fact, Jamie didn't have any siblings like that would play it with him. He had me and Perry. Although, you know, yeah. well, so close enough. I mean, that's kind of what we do now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I have board games on my shelf. I'm like, hey, you guys want to come over and play Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> Not on the computer, though. No, in card form. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm down. Um, no, yeah, that seems great. So, do you think that was to get parents, is that that trend of consumerism, like, parents need like wanting to get parents involved in purchasing yeah, I, these i'd argue that was the start of the karen um <laughs> the karen uh video games rot your brain it's board games rot your brain right um so it's, they made it board games to help teach kids oh it's so violent you're calling a1 and sinking a battleship oh my god you're taking all, all the games are about war <laughs> yeah exactly well that's so what we've been, i'm not gonna lie that was a kind of a touchy time to talk about war. <laughs> yeah that's probably so, what's going on in the market like, well, that's you counter it's like well we were in a war like <laughs> yeah like the poor dad picking it up at the stores getting ptsd <laughs> they don't even call it ptsd back then uh-huh. so uh, you get shell shocked. He's like, you can learn Scrabble on how to spell. I was like, well, I'm dyslexic, and nobody wants to talk about yeah, that. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so along with that, like every country is making some sort of education right. game, whether it's their own history or something like that. Like a uh, Brainiac is just science questions, teach kids science. Um, a factor crap, uh, unbeknownst to the now current factor cap that people play. Is that what it's called? Factor cap is something people do on like TikTok. Right. And, and like oh, okay. About that. This one do you think it's related? Crap. I think factor crap never took off in the 80s and someone read it and decided to go with the new term cap. And they're like, oh, that's nifty. Drop the R. And totally just stole the idea. Yeah. No, there are no new, there are no new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, look at Disney. I mean, <laughs> animated, live action, I mean, just look 3D at this. animation. I mean, how many times have we seen Risk? Battleship. All yeah. that stuff. You know? Yeah. Like these are yeah. Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like in in the educational wave as well, was a lot of um, like flashcard matching games. Um, like this one game, Buggo. oh, um, say just, Buggo. Yeah, the, the tiles look like sand. You oh. flip them, and there's a bug. And then you have to keep flipping till you match bugs. And if you flip like the assassin beetle, you're out. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I played that a lot. It. That it's, uh, it's so we were talking about that. This has led me down to a rabbit, you know, a rabbit hole. Uh, I found a game called Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Is that church related? Uh, it's so it's the idea. I want to say it's French, but the idea is you have these little wooden buildings and you place them on these tiles and you have to place all of your buildings and force your like basically force your opponent where they can't place a building. OK, so you're and it's and it's mimicking of, of cathedral also reminds me uh, a game that came out in the 80s was uh, the Bible, the game. Trivia. There's Bible man. Bible man. Yeah. It's, it's just trivia from the Bible. In a okay. Game. So like, which, I mean, that well, works. I mean, that, that still works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It may be very focused, but I mean, that's something, you know, a Sunday school teacher picks up, brings mm-hmm. in and it's like, Hey, we're, we're playing a board game today. It's like, Oh heck yeah. I'm not, then, well, it's that thing of making learning fun, mm-hmm. right? It's Ooh, thunder. thunder? Yes. Indeed thunder. I was not expecting it to be that. As we all just kind of look at yeah. the silence. <laughs> well, listen, we live in a desert. I will stop and listen to the rain. Uh, so I guess I'll, I, kind of just circle back along this time, like, well, board games are developing. We also have card games like yep. like I'm talking, you know, like 20, uh, 21 uh, blackjack. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, blackjack. Uh, Texas Hold'em. Cribbage. Oh, I'd, say, I'd say some of the arguably some of the first games that were developing along with these were gambling based games. Anything right. you could wager on, right? Love it. There's nothing else. To wager oh, on that. there's a um, there's a board game. that's a kind of derivative of checkers. 
It's in the Assassin's Creed. Chinese checkers. Uh, no, it's in Black Flag. <laughs> it's in Black Flag. Okay, oh. I can find that out for you. Sorry, I keep talking about it. Oh, it, but so it's it's a lot like checkers, and the idea is you, uh, when you move a piece, you remove your opponent's piece, and the idea is you want to have, you want to take all of your opponent's pieces. Um, similar to checkers. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very similar to Checkers. So it is like Checkers Backgammon, like related. Mm-hmm. Humans just love. Yeah, Perry like Perry hates it because it's one of those addicting because you can wager on the game, yeah. and then you play it, and then the so a, the ace. It's labeled Checkers or Fanorona. Fan Fanorona. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I wheeled us back to ancient, yeah. but it's like oh, I forgot about that one. That was so cool. I mean, it, it's a good point to make. Like, uh, we see all these games from like ancient, dubbed ancient times, ancient. like even like the the nineteen hundreds, eighties, nineties, right? Um, but we see like war games. We have Blood Forge. Right? Is that not Forge? Is it Forge? Which one? The Viking one. Oh, uh, Bloodborne. Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yes. blood something <laughs> blood, yeah blood something blood rage uh it's a territory that. game with minis right um it's just themed towards norris and it came out more recently it is indeed blood rage than than like risk oh you've shown okay, okay. Is there a on there um i can find out but yeah so it's that, that thing of like we, we made the, in a, the establishment was made and it's been kind of well, yeah we just re you just keep reusing Initial that idea release early 2015 yeah, so it's it's a much more recent oh, yeah. game than when like Risk came out, but it is essentially Still the same idea. Risk. It's a territory game. You're you, you're gonna make different types of troops. You have enemies. Right. You like strategic placement plays, limited quantity. It's, right. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Like the these early games kind of shaped the, the way I, games still are today. Well, like, it, speaking of games today, when mm-hmm. do you think that shift happened? So like, that shift. Right. Like if you're gonna say, like a time frame where we went from these kind of educational games to what we have today. Like what are so, the steps there? So like from these board games. Uh, so, so from what I've researched, uh, that boom is the, the two thousands, a lot happened then super rapid development of games. I mean, the fact that we've only, we like, we have monopoly still, but the fact that right. there's so many games that we haven't brought up because they just weren't invented yet. Uh, the 2000s when that all started happening. It's like the big boom. Well, because it's like the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like games, board games, relatively new. They've been around forever, but the new ones are like very new. Well, because also in the 2000s, we have the the TCG craze start. Right, because Magic started late 1990s. Yeah, so it was 93 is Magic, 96 is the Pokemon TCG, and 99 is Mm Yu-Gi-Oh. Like within six years or so, you get the big three. And then 2003 uh, is when Pokemon and Magic kind of pop off and zoom i think that's probably when the cartoon for pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh also popped off right um yeah, I say and true. following shoe in 2004 like immediately we get a ton of uh drafting and deck building games like um domination i think it's called right at the list yeah or dominion um and you get a ton of games like that that we still see like you know deck and then and, drafting and then you know, like you start seeing a lot more of the complex board games start to pop yeah. up now there's also a huge surge in a uh, co-op where people finally decide we don't have to win. We don't have to beat each other. Like we can do it <laughs> right. together. We, right. You know, like yeah, pandemic. This, yeah, yeah, pandemic. Uh, the Forbidden, yeah, the Forbidden uh, series, series has some of those, right? Uh, Desert Island. Oh, I guess. Sky. Yeah. Um, House on Haunted Hill has been around a while and it's a yeah. co-op, but it also has a chance to be. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where 
you have the option of doing oh, it's time to paint. Yeah, I know Everyone, it's time to paint. It's I have that alarm set. So I will remember to at least paint an hour a day and I'm never paint home minis? with. Yeah. I have hey minis. Uh, I'm never war games. Yeah. yeah, for my war games. It's modern war games. <laughs> you know your board game when you have an alarm to paint minis. Yep. <laughs> well, it is very tastefully done. Yeah. It, it, you're still playing war games now. Yeah. It's a new war game. Yep. It has its own books that are printed yep. recently mm-hmm. and updated recently. Yeah. Well, but it's still just a war game. It is totally. It's And it's, it's more. With extra stuff. It's actually close yeah. to like the original like kind of war game idea too. Of like you have, you know, it's much more abstract in your thing. How old is Heroescape? Heroescape is from 2004, 2005. Like it's, it's, it's new. Uh, Warhammer's from 87. Warhammer's old. That's And that's 40K. That's not talking the fantasy side. I oh. don't actually know what. I think fantasy is probably a few years before that. Cool. What do you got for me? Um, Fun it fact. Was purchased and manufactured by Hasbro from subsidiaries in 2004. I'm not sure if that's when it started or if that's when Hasbro made it popular. I still say early 2000. So close. So uh, That's a big leap because what did Warhammer up till then have any real map making components or was it just minis? Uh, it was mm. it was oh so I can so it's always been just really the minis. Yeah I was gonna say there's not much map mm. to Warhammer. It's more of like a a, a tape measure thing. Yeah, well, because okay. the thing is, you do have terrain, but it's more of like you build it. Like I made a house of my own that's in the right scale, right? Okay. And, th- and those do have rules, like they're they're called you know like uh, currents, like ruins. So it's like if I'm in this, of course it's harder to hit me or take my guy out. You know, yeah. if I'm in a house of mirrors, in my house of mirrors, <laughs> um, people in glass. But yeah, so throw stones. <laughs> a fun fact. Yeah, use the laser. <laughs> fun fact: GW started out as a group who had the license to just distribute D and D. Mm-hmm. Always when I hear GW, I'm thinking of like a TV show. Yeah, I know because CW. Yeah, yeah it's game, everybody just calls it uh, Games Workshop or James Workshop. Mm-hmm. GWs. It's I can't. It's like a Watsy. I can't be bothered to say Wizards of the Coast every time. Yeah, it's just like Wizards or Watsy. Yeah, B Dubs. B Dubs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's old. Like mm-hmm. what's funny is like you'll in, I'll interact with people in the community space who are like. Oh, I remember playing Rogue Trader. I'm like, neat. I came in eighth edition in 2015. <laughs> I know when I was like starting high school, a big thing was these kind of like games that play like Civilization, right? Where you've, you've got like, oh, to get a resource, you're not just getting it anymore. You're going to want to have to send someone like there to Catan, get it. right? The, Catan. the worker placement game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, like, this yeah. idea of like, your people themselves are part of your resources, not mm-hmm. just I am passively getting resources. I like, yeah, I like mean, say a hotel in Monopoly. Right? Yeah, you're I'd gonna say get that eventually. Yeah, I'd agree. Like when I was more getting into board games, when I was finally like old enough and I had money for myself. Right. Uh, those were the games that were coming out. Right. Uh, finally enough, when I was researching, uh, Sailors of Catan came out a while ago, um, but nobody Ye- liked it. It's it's another one of uh, there. I bet there's quite a few games where like, oh, nobody talked about it. And then suddenly, like a few decades later, and sometimes suddenly people are playing it. I don't know if an expansion came out or what rule change but people are playing it and you get like agricola to zolkin um and suddenly everybody wants to do it carcassonne right all the i've got like the the xcom board game yep oh yeah you gotta dedicate your money right in that game it's Mm -hmm. it's money but you dedicate it to different units Mm -hmm. you you place some sort of meeple or representative of something to get something else would you say the minecraft board game falls under this because you have to collect the resources yourself i I would not you wouldn't oh it's not full worker placement 
but it's a resource management. But it's a resource management yeah, it's game. It's a resource management game. Right. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a workers. I right, right. Lots of games are resource Monopoly. You gotta it, right, right. Okay. I just, it it but, depends on how broad you go. Yeah. yeah so it's obviously. like, I, I would classify it as it has three or more different types. So like Splendor. $1 bill, the $5 bill. No, 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 oh, but I get oh, what you're saying. Mind. So like yeah, Splendor yeah, yeah. has three different gems at least. Mm-hmm. It, like, has it has five. Five, five and a wild. Yeah. And so that would I, I would make a resource game uh, whereas oh. monopoly you only have money as a resource so it's or like a uh, wingspan because you have like your foods you have yeah, your so bugs you have, you have eggs bugs and birds eggs. themselves yeah well I, i'd argue wingspan might even be worker placement the, the workers are your eggs oh you place them the, to get specific where you place your birds also yeah, affect things yeah yeah okay okay depends on how much you get to draw it's yeah, so such a weird thing to think uh is worker <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, a we- that's the thing is, is as these games get newer because wingspan is a 2020 game 2021 yeah, it's, it's fairly new um right. so it's starting to incorporate multiple genres. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's getting muddy now. It's got the machine building aspect. It's both worker placement and a heavy resource, mm-hmm. right? You're right. starting to muddy that water. It's like, okay, well, what is it? Well, you get, and it's, it's an educational game. Yeah. Yeah, because it's teaching you about, well, about birds. It's that thing of people like you start, you because the farther you go, they're like, well, I like this from this genre and I like this from this genre and how can I incorporate them together? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I know, okay, but if I had to get stuff from recently, like when I came to college and I was starting my college career, I started collecting a lot of one night werewolf because it was so easy to play, but it was, yeah. it's that deduction. All, game. all the games now are secret hilter. A few moments later. Funny. All the games now are social deduction. Games. I wanted to be known for the recording. That's like a seven to 10. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so all games now really like that's that's the big craze. what's the the one we played at one of the board game meetings the it's in the series the of the books hollywood thank you that whole series is social salem is i think salem's my and, favorite so far yeah i've only played the two but uh you'll have to play um bristol my favorite. i want to play bristol that one sounds like I a lot of fun it's that does a racing game yeah yeah, yeah so yet uh, again leading back easy way back when yeah leading back um but yeah so those kinds of deception games i don't know if it's because deception itself is popular in I our think people age. like lying i, I think <laughs> it's sports. just the idea that the information is not there because we live in an information age now where if like we've been doing all podcasts we just look something yep, up right that is true whereas in a deduction game it's you don't get to know that you're not privy to that information and i think that's what hooks you is just it's it's the chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? it's you know something I don't know, and I right. want to know yeah, that. And it's that chase, you know. It's it's the it's the rabbit and, for us. And I'd say it's the big differ from games like Clue, which were deduction games, but with like a logic aspect, right, right, about, yeah, to a social aspect of in a gathering, kind of bringing people back together off the screens, and then like you have to read someone's expressions, try to figure out. Well, because in like, because if you ask, if you you ask a question in Clue, they they give you the information. It's not like they they, they can't like, well, maybe I have the axe. So you still have to deduce some things, but right, right. Like if you're playing a a game of Town of Salem, you know, you miss that compared to a game of Werewolf in person, right? Mm -hmm. Right, because it's just it's just the info. But then you play a game of say One Night Werewolf, that variation. Uh, and someone starts telling a, a story and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they only confirm information after someone said it. No, like, yeah. The story checks out. But they went last. last right. right. And so it's like. Well, now, how does that f- say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or so, did they just go first with confidence? I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> I that's, li- that's still the existing mm-hmm. trend, though. Like, if I, if I were to us? go, like, on the top... Yeah, well, Among Us. Um, but if I were to look at, like, the top-selling games within the last five years at least, I would say that social deduction is going to be mm-hmm. up there. Right. Well, I'd say we'd have to pull reskinnings off that list. Because with reskinnings included, Monopoly and Uno sell a lot. Um, right, right. That's also... Something to take into account is like when we start branching off to these new genres, um, households may not adopt them. Yeah. Whereas like groups will board game right. groups because like when you have a group of people playing together, it only takes one person saying, to buy hey, the thing. Do you guys want to try this? And mm-hmm. they buy it themselves and they bring it. Whereas when you have a family unit, you're going to innately want to only spend your money on stuff that's a safe bet. Yeah. Right. Because it, it stings like, well, I bought this and the kids don't like it. Right. Where I bought this mm-hmm. and it is not at the level, level that the kids yep. can comprehend. And then they'll sell it at a garage sale for cheap. And then some some nerd like us will get it. It's like, yes, score. We'll donate it to a Goodwill. Yeah. So we can buy it for $5. Listen, I'm telling you how much I stuff. Found, uh, my Flux Jumanji, $4. I got it. $4. Oh, yeah. That's $16. I got mine on MSRP. Logan's <laughs> <laughs> like, ouch. <laughs> I don't want to win. Speaking of. Speaking of things I found at Goodwill, they're making another expansion to King of Tokyo. I'm like, no, I just got everything, too. I, I don't even research Dungeon Madness anymore. Because you so know. Afraid. I'm so afraid because I have the box now that fits them all. I'm like, if you release another expansion, I'm just going to cry. Yeah. It's always better for me just not to know. And the thing is, I want to buy that game. And I'm like, I'm afraid to be like another, like, oh, I got to get everything now. Talking about the history of board games has been fun, but it's time to wrap up. Thanks for joining us and catch us next time as these board geeks talk about RPGs outside of high fantasy.